This is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis from Providence Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Paul, Garrett, and Bruce provide their clients and prospects the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is making finances easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, Paul Cochran here with my colleague, Garrett Crawford. Good morning, Garrett. Hey, good morning, Paul. How you doing? Making finances easier. Uh, We're with Providence Advisors Group here in Knoxville. Our office is at Pellissippi and North Shore. We actually work with uh, clients uh, really all over the country. Some live overseas even. But uh, we're HQ'd right here in Knoxville and uh, work obviously primarily with people here in East Tennessee. 865-770-5031 if we trigger on something this morning, which I think we might. This is going to be a fun show. Um, Looking forward to it. if we trigger something, give us a call. We'd be glad to set up just an initial f- phone call to get to know you a little better. You can get to know us a little bit better. Uh, we could draw you out a little bit. And uh, so, Garrett, I have a trivia question, though, for you. Yeah. Um, you and I are uh, leaving this weekend, and are, we're going to go with our families on a family vacation. What is one of your favorite vacation activities? Yeah, uh, good question. Um, and at 35, I feel like it's very fluid. It, it's still changing. I'm still finding out what uh, what kind of vacation I like to take because, you know, it's like we're all products of our family and, uh, you know, vacations that we took as a kid. And when I was little, my, my grandmother and my grandfather at the time lived up in uh, northern Maine and so we used to hop in the car every summer and drive from middle Tennessee all the way up to northern Maine it used to take about two and a half days but uh, we we loved the adventure of hopping in the car and spending all that time kind of seeing the country but uh, so I, I remember when even I got married and we went on vacation with you the first time uh, we uh, you know we had a beach vacation and it was like relaxing was the goal not necessarily uh, <laughs> touristing and going and to see every <laughs> single little thing and uh, so I remember that was an adjustment that uh, so we're just taking a break. It, <laughs> this isn't like, uh, uh, you know, go see everything. But it's funny, even I just got back from her going to the Boston Marathon. And so it was just her and I. And so uh, we did a lot of touristy things where we walked all over the city. And the older I'm getting, I'm thinking, man, I think I think Paul's got this right. I think the less you do on vacation, the better they are. So I guess my answer to your question is uh, we get to go uh, kind of relax for a week. And uh, I'm looking forward to that so my experiences over my lifetime make me think I'm, I'm kind of trending more that way more than walking 10 miles and driving around the whole state of uh, Florida or Maine whenever I go somewhere yeah. what about you Paul well it's interesting I can remember when I was your age hearing this one uh, particular leader uh, uh, speaker talking about how oh boy the way to do it was he'd go to an area and um, he'd just kind of what you're talking about look every single landmark every single thing to see every touristy thing and he had a 
schedule filled up, taking a family and all those things during vacation. And uh, oh, golly, I about threw up in my mouth a little bit. It's not a, it, it just made me just so tired just listening to him. The last thing I want to do is a whole bunch of touristy yeah. stuff. I want to go and just chillax. And, and I find that that really does recharge my battery. We had a couple good books I'm going to take. And, and so for me, uh, I always take my bike. So I ride like crazy and read like crazy. I've been known on vacation to take, uh, I remember one time uh, I took like four naps before lunch. <laughs> of course, I get up pretty early. So Well, and, uh, for, and for us, our vacation this year will be very different. Our kids are eight and five. And so... Uh, you know, we can actually trust them to do things without yeah. just constant supervision. So I think we'll, we'll even have the opportunity this year to kind of uh, disconnect a little bit more than those baby years when you're up all night and thinking, this isn't vacation. This is actually harder than staying at home. But, okay, uh, well, cool. Good. Okay, so on to making finances easier. So um, <clears throat> one of the privileges that you and I have, Garrett, is working with a really top-notch, uh, really world-class team of uh, portfolio managers that we talk with every day. In fact, I did a video for our clients uh, interviewing one of them yesterday, and we sent that out to our clients. And um, <clears throat> and what they do is they they thoughtfully, diligently, carefully build various portfolios. So to give you an example, they'll have um, uh, perhaps a dividend portfolio uh, an international dividend portfolio, which has been killing it this year so far, by the way. Um, they'll have a growth portfolio. They have uh, various tactical portfolios. They have this one uh, portfolio that's a uh, favorite of mine. They call it the Core Select. And it's like 75 companies are just, just great companies to own. And um, they'll, they'll, they might have a, like an, an energy uh, sector uh, focus portfolio. And then at least four different kinds of bond kind of mixes. Um, and so um, each one of those is, is carefully monitored every minute of the trading day. And they're all actively managed, some more than others, uh, depending on the, the strategy. Um, but they all, have a, they all have a little niche. They all have a little uh, place where they fit. And so one of the things I love is, is taking someone, looking at the risk tolerance, and then I, I, I build kind of a whole uh, overall strategy. And a lot of times I'll use different bits and pieces, different portfolios to satisfy the needs that they have. And um, one of the things I, uh, I, I'm really glad we're highlighting today is this uh, one uh, kind of overall portfolio they have called the tilt, and it mm -hmm. came up in the video yesterday. Uh, so, how would you describe our tilt? Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm looking here at the pamphlet, but the way I've described it with clients is that it's a uh, broad-based diversification. So, a lot of times, like especially when I was going through early training of uh, investment management, invest, investment portfolio design, they talk about. Uh, proper asset allocation. And so one of the things I've, I've read a lot through the years is sometimes our bias to invest in what we know. 
And one of those things they call about is uh, uh, it's like a geography bias. So people in Japan, a lot of them like to invest in the Japan securities. People in America like to invest in American securities. People in the UK like to invest in the UK because that's what they know. And uh, for Americans, that's, that's worked out great. Uh, the S&P 500 has killed it really for decades, but that might not always be the case. And so there's this principle of asset allocation and having a diverse uh, portfolio that's investing in domestic U.S. companies, international companies, fixed income, long duration, short duration. And so I would call this uh, gradient tilt strategy, a broad diversification where you're not concentrated in any one particular area of the market. It has geographic diversification, but also risk diversification between those different areas. And uh, it, uh, it at the same time, it allows our portfolio managers that are watching this portfolio to uh, take advantage of opportunities in those different broad-based sectors when they feel like uh, they can do that. And so I know one of the things, maybe you could hit on it uh, here in a second, Paul, was right now uh, we're talking about the debt crisis and we're talking about banking issues, but I thought they highlighted something the other day regarding uh, how they're allocating to the finance sector in an active way uh, during this season where banking issues are a big deal. Right. So what you find out when you get into this is um, the the, the uh, profit is often in these little increments and in these little edges where uh, you and I often talk about like we, we know behind the curtain, if we give a certain kind of advice, we've actually seen a, a tangible, um, either a tangible increase or a tangible savings to the client by virtue of that advice. And so that's a value add that, that we just, we love the fact that we can do that. And just like we can do that, our, our portfolio managers are able to add value by um, by little increments here and there by the way that they are uh, allocating the, the, the way that you're describing. So what I like about the tilt is they take all the various strategies that we uh, that they have at their disposal, whether it's the dividend portfolio, a growth portfolio, a tactical portfolio, um, various kind of bond portfolios and they put a mixture of all of those together and they they like let's say for example um, well I can just say definitively uh, they divide this out four different ways they have a conservative model that has 75% in fixed income and 25% that's in stock. They have a balance that's basically a 50-50, 50% in fixed income, 50% in stock. They have a moderate growth that's 25% in fixed income and 75% in stock. And then they have a, a growth tilt that's 100% uh, stock. And so each time, both on the fixed income side and on the stock side, they they pick and choose the different strategies within this strategy and they 
uh, tilt, or another way to put it, they wait, W-E-I-G-H-T, they might wait a particular strategy, uh, a particular mix of companies that are going to be most advantageous right now, right in this season. And they don't completely get rid of everything else. Uh, they still have a broad diversification like you're describing, but the weight of the portfolio will be tilted towards one portfolio over the other one, giving that incremental little edge. Yeah, and I, some historical perspective here. Uh, I I, uh, I started working here in 2013, and I really feel like that was kind of the end of the mutual fund era uh, because I started coming on board and exchange-traded funds were becoming a big deal, ETFs. And I think for a lot of our listeners, whether they would consider themselves an expert or not in investing, they're probably somewhat familiar with a mutual fund through their lifetime. And a mutual fund, uh, in, in decades gone by, you had a manager that would have a strategy and they would have all types of different uh, in shares of that mutual fund that you could buy and you would uh, you could take $10,000 invested in a mutual fund and it would be actively managed inside that mutual fund and uh, those were uh, became unpopular with the advent of the exchange traded fund because it basically made investing in a specific strategy a lot cheaper than paying a mutual fund expense ratio that was you know points 0.75% or sometimes even above 1% uh, just for the investment management portion uh, but what i think is pretty cool about uh, this i think what's going to be the next era of investing so it went from mutual funds to exchange traded funds and I think you're seeing where uh, as technology is advancing what these managers like gradient are doing one of the reasons we like this tilt portfolio is they're they're kind of getting rid of the uh, whole structure of a mutual fund and an exchange traded fund where in this portfolio that clients own most of the positions are going to be individual securities and so for the u.s dividend paying 50 companies you're going to be owning the actual 50 stocks yes. of uh whatever big company out there you're, you're thinking about that pays a dividend i know uh, we have one guy one client that really likes the ford dividend i'm not sure ford's in there right now yeah. but a company like that big strong pays a consistent dividend but you're, you're not having to own that through the structure of a mutual fund or an exchange traded fund that might charge you uh you know 15 20 30 basis points just for that exposure to that asset class and so i think it's pretty cool that this tilt portfolio you actually own the individual stocks and there's no expense ratio with owning that and so for us as an independent advisor uh we we're, we're looking for ways to you know we don't we really don't we're going to pick the best investment for the client we don't get paid on the back end from uh, an, right. an etf investment we exactly. don't have a, we don't have a providence advisors s p 500 fund that we're trying to put people in uh maybe like some of these other bigger brokerage firms out there but uh the point in that is i think it's pretty cool to see this progression of the investment industry and uh, how they're utilizing technology to run these portfolios kind of like the old day mutual funds but with individual securities and uh, the, the tilt is probably our best example of that and i think you're going to see uh, more and more of that in, in the future yeah i i know i've mentioned this in previous shows but you know oftentimes uh initially 
as you know, my my preference is to before I give any advice, look at anything, is I like to see what people uh, have been doing, what the, what they're currently doing, and what they've been doing in the last several years. So, you know, if somebody comes in, oftentimes we'll just get all their statements, and we'll just begin with just a kind of what we call a portfolio analysis review. Uh, we colloquially call it a PAR. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big review of just uh, with their most recent statements. Here's what this would have looked like if if if, if this would have been a static portfolio. Here's what it would have looked like over the last five years, et cetera. And um, so often people have a you know several different mutual funds, and they often, as I draw them out about the. Uh, kind of the why behind that. Sometimes they have no idea why. They well, it's just kind of what just happened. happened. Um, other times they'll say, "Well, you know, I wanted to be diversified." Well, the the PAR that portfolio analysis review can be very revealing because one of the things we can do through Morningstar is we do a, a kind of a stock intersection report where we take all those mutual funds and it's it, and it shows us oftentimes the 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 cold stark reality that um that sure they have 10 different mutual funds um but as you dig in all 10 own amazon all 10 own microsoft in other words they're all uh investing in the same things the overlap is conspicuous Mm -hmm. and so what i love about the tilt is we can rather than having 10 mutual phones that all own amazon well let's just own amazon if we think it's a good stock to own yeah and not have to pay these wrappers you know to, to have it in a bunch of different you know different wrappers that doesn't help yeah and i was thinking too um kind of the uh client profile where we're recommending uh this tilt portfolio but for somebody out there that believes uh that active management has a place but they're still convinced that you know asset allocation is very important and maybe even drives returns but they're just open to this idea that you know sometimes the market changes and i'd like to have just a little bit of opportunity to to seize that uh the the tilt gives you that and so what i think is kind of great for clients is that a lot of the ones that we're working for are nearing retirement getting into retirement or have been in retirement for a while and there's things that they would rather do uh than sit around and try to figure out whether their uh total total stock market fund is appropriate for the next you know year they don't want to get into it in in that depth uh and they might go through something like, uh, you know, the banking crisis here. And uh, what I alluded to earlier was that, you know, it, it's 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 not hard to see where the bigger banks, the J.P. Morgan, the Citigroup, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Bank of America they're they're going to come out winners in this because you're seeing bank deposits uh, leave these smaller banks because they're not really sure what the government is going to allow or not allow and you know the big boys are going to come out on top and so uh active management would say should we weight our portfolios more at least for the financial sector shouldn't we be waiting a little bit more to these bigger banks that are going to have this cash infusion over the next couple of years and we don't know the future but i think there's people out there that would say you know that that seems like not a brash decision to, mm-hmm. to make that adjustment, mm-hmm. uh, at least in the short term. So for somebody that uh, 
wants to have that exposure to an active element but still be broadly diversified, I think it makes sense for uh, for a lot of our retirees. But I will say, you know, one exclaimer or disclaimer for this one is that because we have all the individual stock positions in there, uh, there is a minimum for this strategy. And, you know, maybe one day this will come down, but you have to have $250,000 in order to invest in the tilt strategy. And so uh, for people that have 401ks, they've saved into their IRA or their 401k for a, for a lifetime or a career, when they roll that over to an IRA, there, there, there can be a place or an allocation spot for this tilt portfolio. Uh, and arguably, you could put uh, you could put the whole thing into the tilt because it's so diversified. Right. You're not in one position. You're not heavily weighted. Exactly. Somebody had a million dollar IRA and uh, they wanted to roll that over. I would feel perfectly comfortable Absolutely. picking the the conservative balance, moderate growth or growth based on their risk tolerance and deploying the whole amount into the tilt. And then, you know, Roth conversions, we've talked about that in the other show. That, that's something that you can you can start to do over time. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's a, a great strategy. And uh, for a lot of people, it, it seems to make a little bit more sense. Yeah, absolutely. And um, 865-770-5031. People often ask us, you know, what what is your minimum? You know, and and as I've jokingly said before, you know, our minimum is that we like you, you know, because uh, I'm getting too old and and we've just been doing this too long that if somebody's, you know, going to be just really unpleasant and difficult to work with, you know, we're we're not going to be a good fit. Yeah. Um, On the other hand, if uh, a lot of times, let's say somebody has, say, $600,000, but it, it might be a $100,000 IRA for him, a $100,000 IRA for her, a $100,000 um, uh, Roth for her, a, a $200,000 Roth for him or whatever. So they might not have a single amount of money that's 250000 Sure. You know, we, we, but that's totally fine. You yeah. know, there we, we can... Uh, build uh, these things in different ways. But what I love about what this brings to the table is a, lo- a level of flexibility and diversification um, and without overcomplicating uh, their strategy. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's a good place to stop. Maybe we can pick it up again. But if for anybody that's interested, uh, give us a ring at 865-770-5031. And then uh, you can also go to our website, makingfinanceseasier.com. And there's a way, if you're in the car or something listening and you can't write down the phone number, go to makingfinanceseasier.com and there's a schedule a meeting button. And that'll send us a notification and we can give you a call back and we'll get that phone call set up. Anything else, Paul? Yeah, that's it. Y'all have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Making Finances Easier. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, or Bruce Landis at Providence Wealth Management. Call 865-770-5031 or visit them online at makingfinanceseasier.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Providence Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Tennessee. Insurance products and services are offered through Providence Advisors Group, LLC. Providence Advisors Group, LLC, and Providence Wealth Management, LLC, are affiliated companies. Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis and Providence Wealth Management are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes 
resources only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.